Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include conventional conforming shifts. In my interview with Senior Director of MCT's Investor Services Team, Jennifer Kennelly, on leveraging her unique background to grow MCT's Bid Auction Manager, or BAM Marketplace, the nation's first open mortgage loan exchange. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Candor Technology, home of the one-touch underwrite, supporting lenders from point of sale to post-close QC to reduce repurchase risk, increase underwriter productivity by 400%, and decrease turn times by 10. In the secondary markets, lenders are trying to wring out every penny from loan sales. In the primary markets, it's rough, and I received this note from a senior executive. Quote, in our branches, this is worse than the meltdown. In 2008 to 2010, we may have had problems finding lenders to loan money, but there were some. And we still had business, and rates were okay. Today, we barely have any business, and rates are so high, borrowers become angry at us when we quote them. And the cost of business is continuing to escalate. NCRA understands that the end users of the Tri-Merge Mortgage Credit Report, the mortgage lenders, have been grouped into three pricing tiers by Fair Isaac or FICO, with a wholesale price increase of less than 10% for the top tier of approximately 46 lenders, about 200% for approximately the six lenders in the middle tier, and more than 400% for all other mortgage lenders in the nation. This is a paradigm shift in the pricing structure for credit scores and is being dictated to the mortgage credit reporting industry from all three national credit bureaus and or FICO. Ahead of today's risk events and Fed speak, rates inched higher yesterday. Also moving higher are FHFA's conforming loan limits for Fannie and Freddie in 2023 for one-unit properties, set to be $726,200, an increase of $79,000 from $647,200 in 2022. In 2008, both Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae were put under government conservatorship and under the supervision of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, Since that time, each has individually put out policy, procedure, and pricing decisions and changes, but have also followed the guidance of the FHFA. For example, yesterday, FHFA announced conforming loan limits for 2023. Special statutory provisions established different loan limits for Alaska, Hawaii, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. In these areas, the baseline loan limit will be $1,089,300 for one-unit properties. Due to rising home values, the conforming loan limits will be higher in all but two U.S. counties or county equivalents. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome on to the show Senior Director of MCT's Quickly Expanding Investor Services Team, Jennifer Kennelly. She brings 25 years of experience in diverse roles within the mortgage industry, including Freddie Mac, Compass Analytics, and Loan Care, to help grow MCT's extensive network of buyers and sellers. Having worked through various market conditions since the late 1990s, she's highly familiar with market volatility, industry disruptors, technology advancements, and evolving innovation that will prove helpful in today's current market environment. She's gained hands-on skills from working directly and indirectly in all aspects of the mortgage industry, with her primary focus being capital markets. So you just joined Mortgage Capital Trading, or MCT. Can you talk to me about your new role? Sure. And, you know, thanks for having me, Robbie. Um, 
I will say that in my new role here at MCT, the focus, as the job description says, is on our investor community. And really what we want to um, accomplish is to increase MCT's investor base um, in our tools and products that we've developed and really um, make it easier for the investors to get in front of MCT's clients and you know provide them with services and products that they you know can really utilize when buying loans and MSRs. My focus is pretty much on all the investors that would have a vested interest in buying whole loans or MSR. At this point in time, that's that's the main focus, and those are the investors that we're targeting. Like I said, we've got a, a number of tools which we can get to in a little bit to, uh, to to describe like how this will benefit investors and also the MCT client base. You know, let's talk about the investor services team for a second. What's the goal of it, and how do you see it growing? I feel like we talk so much about the sellers of loans in the mortgage space, originators. But not a lot of focus is on the buyer side of things. So how are we helping investors? The way that you know I look at this is the is that the buyers and the assets are really what drives the market. And buyers, especially the end buyers, get those assets, be it you know, in a security form, in MSR form, in whole loan form, and um and then kind of the the machinery that goes between be, between the lender and the end investor there's so much that's involved there and there's a lot of you know different ways you have to transact data from point A to point Z to get to those um end investors and so i would i i think that what we want to really try to accomplish here is how do we make that process more efficient and we've got, we can look at the investors, like I said, as the end investor of the asset. Um, and the asset could be, like I said, in some sort of securitized um, um, asset vehicle or um, MSR loan. And then we have these, um, you know, intermediates or, or, or conduits like the aggregators. And those are investors too. And they're part of the chain that takes um, the loan from its infancy, you know, to the lender, to the aggregator, or to the GSCs, to the private label market, to the end buyer. And so really the goal that we're trying to solve for at MCT is how do we get that transaction from start to finish to be, you know, transparent, to be efficient, um, to provide some of the most transparent um, pricing and processes uh, throughout that whole life cycle there. And what what I, I think what most people think of when they think of investors or they think uh, they think of the aggregators, they think of the agencies. Um, and what we want to try to also tackle are these end buyers because right now um, the end buyers um, say in, the MSR space um, are not names that typically come to mind for the lender, the lending community, especially the small and medium-sized uh, lenders. We have you know various REITs out there, and hedge funds, and asset managers, 
insurance companies. And, you know, that's, that's just the start of it. So I think we have a real opportunity to try to bring those two sides of the equation together. In addition to what is already working, going through either direct to the aggregators or to the agencies. And you've been in this industry for a long time. So I think, I think MCT is very lucky to have you. Since you started out, how has the industry evolved over your two and a half decades? <laughs> that, that's a loaded question. Considering when I started, <laughs> we were uh, doing a faxing of information for trade confirms and for you know looking at product to buy. I started on the um, on the securitization side of, of our business, and really, I got my foot in the door at a broker dealer where. <clears throat> We were looking for various structured, high-grade structured products or pass-throughs for um, the the client base. And so I look back in those days and just how manual and, like I said, you had a fax that showed you what bonds were available. And then you, you know, pull them up in in you know Bloomberg. And, and now everything's so automated. So, I mean, it's evolved significantly from when I started. I'm, I'm really dating myself here. But you know, what I've been really impressed by is um, how technology has enabled the transparency and kind of quickness of getting information disseminated and getting transactions done, be it in the um, you know, traditional sense of, of trading the securities all the way to the, you know, getting the loans done. I think our industry though has a long way to go for, for um, for that because we're still not quite where I think some of the other industries are where, it, you know, where technology is, is a little bit behind. I think especially in the origination process, it's gotten a lot better, but Wow, there's still a lot, a lot to kind of do and manually record and, and all that. And, you know, I think that if you look at just the, from the loan side of the, the equation, the the e-loans, the, you know, uh, this automated signatures or the e-signatures, all, all that has, has definitely helped, but there's... A, so much more advances we could make. And the API technology that we have now to communicate with all the downstream areas that are impacted and companies that are impacted, that that's amazing to me, just again, how quick everything's gone. And, you know, where MCT has really impressed me is that they this company really has their finger on the pulse from the, you know, capital market side of the business. And is constantly looking at ways to help facilitate the transactions between lender and investor, and also the other ancillary things that you know that go on in those transactions. But we're we've been really innovative in creating tools that have revolutionized how information transactions are conducted. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, we've got some products, um, you know, one of the biggest ones that that came to market super quickly, thanks to MCT's you know, nimbleness, is Bay Marketplace. Um, and if you if you don't mind, I could go into that a little bit with you and Bay Marketplace and our newest um, 
product we rolled out, BAMCO. Let's do it. Tell me about BAMCO. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, I'll start. Yeah. Let me let me start with um the um with BAM Marketplace. So, what happened back in you know COVID, the infancy of COVID, if you recall, um, there was um a, a big liquidity issue and. Really, it became for a couple months, the only game in town was the agencies. And if you didn't have your agencies, agency approvals, it was um, it, it was a little challenging to find outlets for your loans. And many of our clients were, you know, were approved, but many of them weren't approved with the agencies. And so we had already developed um, a tool for um bidding on transactions. But what we really wanted to do to expand that is make it so that all investors on our platform that sign up with um, BAM Marketplace, that they could have access to reach our, all of the MCT clients that are selling um, their their whole loans and whether or not you're approved or not. And then that way, the um, lenders can really get um, some diversity and, and expand their ability to sell to different investors. And the investors could have the opportunity to reach more counterparties um, on the lender side. And so bridging that gap, it went really quickly. Um, COVID hit, you know, around March. And by May, we had Bay Marketplace rolled out and, it really opened the doors for our, our lenders to have optionality and for our investors to have the opportunity to get in front of, um, you know, the the entire client base that's selling their whole loans to aggregators. Um, so, so that was a that was a great development because it offered the ability to really be transparent and provide more liquidity in that time. And since then, it's just evolved and um, is really powerful because where if, if you're a, a correspondent lender that's somewhat new to the, the market or, or that's just smaller and wants to scale up, this is a really quick way to do it um, without having the overhead of, um, you know, of, of a staff that you have to um, you know, assign different territories to and whatnot. This is a way for you to just get your pricing out there to the MCT client base and open those doors and provide your bids, let them see it. And, and they could even lock in those, um, those bids if, if the lenders, you know, find that that's the, the best execution for them. And we do that in the way of a security spread bid. So um, in that um, time frame of getting uh, then approved with that particular investor, um, that security spread is locked in. And it just is a great way for, you know, like I said, the in investors to uh, ramp up their, their business very quickly and very broadly with uh, a number of clients that they're probably not engaged with at this time. So, so I find that BAM Marketplace has been just um, a great um, life, like lifeline for some of these guys who, who really want to have that exposure. And then 
just recently we rolled out BAMCO, which is very similar to BAM Marketplace in that BAM Marketplace is focused on whole loans. The BAMCO product in, in tool that we've um, added to the suite of products here is focused on the MSR bid. So it is a way to do flow co-issue under the same premise where you can show your MSR bids out to the MCT um, community that is um, putting bids out for a co-issue execution. And this is um, like going to be provide so much transparency into the co-issue market. And this is an area where as I go back to what I was talking about earlier with the various um, kind of novel investors that we're not really that familiar with um, selling to the asset managers or um, the various REITs or, or whatnot, those are, those are definitely um, institutional buyers who are interested in MSR. And um, adding investors like that to the, the, the um, process can really help facilitate the, a stronger MSR bid. And what's so nice about the co-issue execution um, for our clients is that it, it allows our clients to keep those agency relationships because they're selling, you know, the, the asset side to the agencies and then the MSR side to the servicing buyer. And but the rep and warrants for the sell, I should say the selling rep and warrants remain with the, the lender to the GSEs. And, and that's that's a really um, powerful um, tool and, and exposure to have because in the case that there's ever, you know, anything that comes into question, the GSEs and, and the seller can communicate directly and there's not an intermediary. So many of our clients value that relationship with the agencies, um, even though they don't want to keep their MSR. So this is a perfect um, solution for those types of, of lenders. Well, you definitely helped me tee up my next question here. And that's extra funny because I wrote these. We've seen some recent liquidity issues in the TBA space. In your opinion, what's the remedy to that? And I guess, you know, how, do, how is MCT going to help with that? What I just described is one definitive way, and that is bringing more investors to the table. Um, and then having transparency as you are, as a, as a lender is seeing um, their whole loan execution or their co-issue execution and being able to compare it to, um, you know, their, their core um, investors that they typically are transacting with. This opens up the door for our lenders to see multiple bids, even from those who they are not approved with. And having um, just a diverse set of invest investors and a bigger pool of investors will um, inevitably help across the board with liquidity because you might have an investor that's got you know some niche product and, and now you're seeing where you can dispose of those assets and have that exit strategy. Um, you might have investors that have sweet spots for certain agency product. Um, you might have investors that are focused on CRA. And so this is really allowing for a, a window into what's 
available from a purchase standpoint and then what's available from the bid perspective and and marrying those two up so that there is um, a pathway um, from point A to point you know B to get there in um, in hopefully the best price and execution that you know that we're able to demonstrate through our through our tools and systems. And let's talk about technology in general in the mortgage industry. How do you see the role of tech pushing the mortgage industry forward? I mean, we've been talking about it for a long time. And on top of that, I mean, this industry will also be a relationship-based business to a degree, both both in uh, buying and selling a home, getting the mortgage for a home, but even companies interacting and doing business with one another. Uh, So tech can only go so far, but, but how do you see it? Um, well, like I mentioned earlier, the the technology, um, I still think we have a ways to go in our industry. We've made a lot of advancements with the API, transmitting data, um, accumulating data, taking that data and, and, and analyzing that data. Um, I think as we look towards the future, there's going to be an AI component for sure. Not exactly positive where that's going to fit in. But I but but I think where we are going to see some advancement is the the disposition of the assets to the investors. And that's why I'm so excited to work in this area of our industry. Um, Because again, like if, if you think about where the kind of money is coming from to trickle down to lenders to purchase the or to lend money out to borrowers. I mean, it starts at who's going to ultimately buy the end product. Um, and so having those connection points and creating ways that lenders can get to investors the, kind of in the most efficient manner possible, I think that's where we can see some great technology advances. And that's certainly what MCT is looking to do. Um, One area that I want to go back to, though, because again, I was talking specifically about BAM Marketplace and um, BAM Co for liquidity. But another area that um, MCT has really brought um, about is the um, uh, on the trading side of the business. And MCT has a sister company called Agile, and this was kind of spun off. Um, Agile has its own broker-dealer license. However, it's not your typical broker-dealer. It's actually more of an RFQ, which is request for quote. And this is an area that really helps with liquidity as well, because typically when you're forward trading TBAs, you are dealing with the primary dealers and um and and doing those forward commitments with them um from an from an electronic standpoint think of like tradeweb now with um agile we are focused right now on the uh, the more regional dealers and we've pretty much incorporated all the regional dealers and 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 adding um more opportunities for the the forward trading so that we're expanding the the forward trading function not only from a technology perspective but to other 
um, you know, counterparties to to open that up so that our clients now have the opportunity to factor into their overall execution, this forward trade um, as well, and, and have that being open to them is another way just to, you know, increase the, the, the various liquidity issues that could be out there. So wanted to circle back to that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed you making the time for me today and uh, appreciate having you on the podcast. Hopefully we'll have you back sometime soon. Thank you so much. Today's economic calendar kicked off with mortgage applications from MBA, which decreased 0.8% from one week earlier. We've also received other key data, including ADP employment up 127,000, the slowest rate in several months and much less than the 200,000 forecast. And the second look at Q3 GDP, which came in up 2.9% from the original 2.6%. The trade balance is also widening. Later this morning brings Chicago PMI, Jolt's job openings, pending home sales, and in addition to Chair Powell, we will receive remarks from Fed Governor Bowman, Governor Cook, and the latest Beige Book ahead of the December 14th FOMC decision. Tomorrow brings the Personal Income and Outlays Report, followed by the November Employment Situation Report on Friday. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 3.72 after closing yesterday at 3.75%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. My wife is pregnant and my doctor asked me if I'd ever been present at a childbirth before. I said yes, just once. He asked, what was it like? So I replied, it was dark. Then suddenly very bright. <laughs> Thanks again to Candor Technology, home of the One Touch Underwrite, supporting lenders from point of sale to post-close QC to reduce repurchase risk, increase underwriter productivity by 400%, and decrease turn times by 10. Questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities? Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.